Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast. Join Corbin and Alan, along with guest hosts, as they bring their love for the cinema to discuss films from every genre and decade. Learn about the history of the film, little-known facts, and insightful explorations while they enjoy discussing your favorite film. The curtain is rising and your podcast is starting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your guide to the silver screen. Hi, this is your host, Corbin, your guide for Paul Greengrass's The Bourne Ultimatum, which was released Friday, August 3rd, 2007. The top films of 2007 were Zodiac, There Will Be Blood, Ratatouille, Harry Potter 5, Spider-Man 3, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, the third film, Shrek the Third, Transformers, Paranormal Activity, and Martin Scorsese's The Departed won the Oscar for Best Picture. Unlike the last time, the wait was longer for audiences before they could see the exciting conclusion to the Bourne trilogy. Once again, this film takes its name from Robert Ludlum's 1990 novel, but carries over no similarities. The film was given the biggest budget yet in the series with $110 million. Getting director Paul Greengrass and Matt Damon back was a given, but getting Tony Gilroy back to pen the third script and getting these three to play nice with each other was the tricky part. In an interview with The New Yorker, Gilroy said about the second film, there was no mention of Bourne's atonement. He felt slighted by Universal, who seemingly gave him carte blanche over the script, but once on set, he clashed with Greengrass, who he felt was driven by action instead of by character motivation. Gilroy is still angry about it. Quote, it was sort of like a crime against the gods of storytelling, he says. In 2015, the studio used another large check to persuade Gilroy to write the third Bourne movie. One of the conditions of his taking the money was that he would not have to speak with Greengrass. Gilroy wrote a draft of the script, and then he left the project. Then Greengrass passed the script on to four other writers, among them Tom Stoppard. Oddly enough, Stoppard's draft was ignored altogether, and the only writing credits go to Scott Z. Burns, George Nolfi, who would go on to direct Damon in the Adjustment Bureau, and of course Gilroy for screenplay, but more importantly, screen story. A few years after the film's release, Matt Damon told the Huffington Post, I don't blame Tony for taking a boatload of money and handing in what he handed in. It's just that it was unreadable. This is a career ender. I mean, I could put this thing up on eBay and it would be game over for that dude. It's terrible. It's really embarrassing. He was having a go, basically, and he took his money and left. Frank Marshall, one of the series producers, says that the Bourne Ultimatum is, at its core, still Gilroy's story. Alas, Gilroy never saw it. But it wasn't like Gilroy wasn't busy that year. He was finding financial backing while writing and eventually directing the George Clooney vehicle Michael Clayton, which would go on to become nominated for seven Oscars, including two for Gilroy himself, one for writing and the other for directing. Ironically, the Bourne Ultimatum would head to the 2008 Academy Awards as well, making this the only film in the franchise to garner three Oscars. Neither of the two films competed against each other categorically, but it is interesting to note Ultimatum didn't receive nominations for writing or directing. It did win for Best Film Editing, something me and Alan will talk about in our review, Best Sound Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. 
At the box office, the film opened at number one with a series high of $69 million in over 3,600 theaters. Ultimatum experienced no formidable competition. The top five that weekend were Ultimatum, The Simpsons Movie, it was opening weekend for Underdog, came in number three. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, and at number five was Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, which had already been out for a month. Domestically, Ultimatum would gross $227 million, the highest domestic gross in the series, overseas $216 million, and it is the highest grossing worldwide film in the series at $444 million. Today, the film is considered the best of the Bournes, holding a straight 8 on IMDb and being the only one to be on the IMDb Top 250. It stayed on there for 11 years, from 2007 to 2017, starting at 115 and then dropping off the list at 232. The film also holds a series high meta score of 85, a overwhelmingly certified 92%, fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which is also a series high for a critic score, and an audience score of 91%. One of the issues that was common among critics was the usage of the shaky cam brought over from the second film. Alan and I also have our thoughts on that we'll discuss in the review. Now, right out of the theaters, audiences gave the film a cinema score rating of A. That's another series high, and Letterboxd users tied this film with The Born Identity with an average rating of 3.7 out of 5 stars. Thank you listeners for coming along with me as I have been your guide to the making of and impact of this film. Now that you know the story of The Born Ultimatum, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for Alan and I's full review coming next Monday, and tune in the week after as we return to Gotham and Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises the epic conclusion to his Batman trilogy. Hey listeners, it's Corbin. Don't forget to check out the exciting links in the description below that will connect you with more great movie reviews for your listening pleasure and our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter page. And of course, our official website where you can read great articles and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Also, if you want exclusive bonus content such as extra movie reviews, movie commentaries, and our thoughts on the latest movie news and trailers, plus more, then check out our Patreon page. It's a great way to help keep this show free, and it gives you great content that's yours to keep. All of that and more is found in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe whether you're on YouTube, Apple, Google, or Stitcher, or your favorite podcast service. And while you're at it, please leave us a five-star review so other movie lovers can more easily find our podcast. We love talking about movies, and we love talking about them with you. So don't forget to share with your friends and family, and we'll see you next week, listeners. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. 
Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.